0: Oh, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Amen. Our worship team may be dismissed. Amen. I want to ask my son-in-law, Eric, if he'd come and greet us today. You want to greet us today? Come on up here, sir. Amen. He's, I had to tell him, Happy Father's Day this morning. He's got a little baby on the way. Amen. So we're, we're thankful. Amen. God's blessings, and uh, we're going to have Brother Eric greet us today.
1: Praise the Lord, church. Isn't God good? He's given us so many blessings. I'm thankful for this Father's Day because, as we know, we consider life to be at conception. I'm happy that I'm here with my wife. We are able to celebrate a Father's Day. We already celebrated her Mother's Day. It's a beautiful thing. I'm also happy that just down the road from where we attend church, there's another strong apostolic church here. Amen. You don't understand the importance of an apostolic church inside of a city. There have been many times where my father would be working at a church or uh, at his job in our city. And there would be times where I often thought that because he was apostolic, that business thrived. And I like to think that if there's an apostolic church in a city, that city thrives. There are things that we apostolics just obeying God and obeying what our pastor says and following the will of God, that happens, the city thrives people start to be blessed, the church thrives and grows, and our personal lives become blessed because of what we do as apostolics. Amen. I'm thankful to be here with you all, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers. God bless. We are happy to be here.
0: Amen. Stand with me all over this house today as we turn to the word of the Lord. I feel like Jeremiah, when he said the word of the Lord was like fire, shut up in my bones. I got something I want to share with this body today. As we turn to the book of 1 Kings, the second chapter, as you're turning there, 1 Kings, the second chapter, I want to say once again, happy Father's Day to all of our fathers I want to especially recognize the hardest worker I've ever known, and that's my father, Brother Claude Biddle. Amen. Where'd he go? Oh, he's downstairs counting the offering. Well, we love you, Pops. Hope you can hear me today. And I want to honor my dad today, and I too want to honor my grandfather Brother Carl Carr, as Brother Bo did a few moments ago, he's the one that brought our family into this precious truth. As he was in a foxhole in Germany, began to call upon the name of Jesus. Wasn't living for God, but he said, Lord, if you'll get me home to my family, I'll forever serve you. Today, we're the product of that call upon the name of Jesus today. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for our heritage today. Amen. And I give him honor today for preaching the truth, preaching this one God message. I want to honor my grandfather today. I want to honor my dad today. In many ways, I aspire to be the man that my dad is Sometimes I feel like such a sissy when I get to hurting and stuff. He's tougher than nails, a whole lot tougher than I am. And, uh, boy, I tell you, us men that are of these younger generations, we got a lot to learn from these older guys. I honor our elders today, all of our fathers. Amen. We love you. We appreciate you. In so many ways, my dad has given himself to the kingdom. My dad and my mom, workers, their labor of love is noticed by everyone that they meet. They have totally given their lives to the kingdom. And I aspire to be like them today. I want to give them honor. We love our daddies. We love our fathers. And I pray a special blessing upon all of your families today that the Lord would bless you. That you have the greatest Father's Day you've ever had. Join me in the book of First Kings, the second chapter. I'm going to be reading just four verses of Scripture, verse 1 through 4. If you're there, you can shout out, Happy Father's Day. Yeah, everybody's there. Amen. Happy Father's Day. We're in second or 1 Kings, the second chapter, verse 1 through 4. The word of the Lord says, Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die. And he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. I think we're living in a society today that everybody needs to hear the words of King Solomon. We got some men that need to show themselves to be a man. Show thyself a man, King David said to his boy Solomon. He said, and keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself to go. That the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me. You see, the Lord gave David a promise. The Lord gave the father, King David, a promise that if his children would take heed to their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee a man on the throne of Israel. David. If you and your children will serve me, keep my commandments, keep my statutes, you'll always have a man on the throne in Israel. You'll always have a man on the throne in Israel. David in his dying day charged his son Solomon to keep the commandments of God and to show himself a man. I want to speak to you for a moment this morning on this subject, the danger of daddy declining the charge, the danger of daddy declining the charge. I want you to lay your Bibles down in your seat. I want you to help me lift a mighty praise to our heavenly father today. Jesus Christ, the righteous, come on, can you give him some praise? Can you give him some uniform praise? Can you give him some corporate praise? If he's your father, give him some praise today. If he's your protector, give him some praise today. If he woke you up this morning and started you on your way. Lift up his name today. If He watches over your family. if he protects you, if he keeps you safe and give him some praise today, he's worthy. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's worthy. He's worthy today. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. The danger of daddy declining the charge. I understand I'm pushing the envelope with the title of my text, or my sermon, rather. They say that your, text, your sermon title should not be over seven words. I'm pushing the envelope. But I feel like preaching this topic today. I want to charge the men of BBA. I believe that Sister Lexi did a fantastic job on Mother's Day preaching about the urgency of our day with her subject, unless she hurry. And today I want to charge the men of Breaking Bread Apostolic Church, divorce rates skyrocketing, adultery rampant, non-married cohabitating couples, children abandoned by their fathers, children abandoned by their mothers, same-sex unions adopting children and calling it a modern family, pornography invading homes, leading to powerful addictions and alienation from the family, church, all of this is a bird's-eye view of America's modern family. All of this is a modern view of the family situation in this great nation where we live. Can I tell this body today and all of our online viewers that some bad things happen when daddy declines the charge that God Almighty has given him? The father of the family represents, the father of the family reflects the image of God in the home. The reason why the American male is under attack is because if they take the father out of the picture, they take away the ability to perceive God Almighty as our heavenly father. Huh? Come on, I had somebody walk up to me before church today, said that they were reading some stuff this week that said that Father's Day is the 20th, is that right? The 20th celebrated holiday in America. You are watching the demise of the American Father. Now, I wasn't even aware that there were 20 holidays but somehow, Father's way has made its way all the way to the bottom. Can I tell you? Because they know that, that in order to take down this country, you got to take down the fathers. Can I tell you? Because they know in order to take down the church, you got to take down some fathers. In order to steal our children, they got to take down some daddies. Can I tell you? You come too late to tell me that it don't matter what daddy does. It matters what daddy does today. The father represents and reflects the image of God, the father in the home. And today we need our fathers to hold on to the charge that God has given them. There are millions of children throughout our nation who are growing up without their father in the home. And this is not to say that a mother A single mother cannot do a good job. I know some single mothers who have done a fantastic job raising their children. But let me tell you something. There is an essentiality of a father in a home. It is a necessary part of the family, the family nucleus, amen, the design of the family. The father represents and reflects the image of authority in the home, the image of God in the home. And there are millions of children in this country who are growing up without their fathers. Data from the United States Census Bureau shows us that there are nearly 18.5 million children right now growing up in homes without their father. 18.5 million children. This has led us... The United States of America to own the title of the world's most fatherless country. We have some confusion in our country. We have some problems in our country. Daddy is absent from the home. Daddy has declined the charge that God has given him. 80% of our single-parent homes are led by mothers, 80%. 25% of our young people, one in four children, grow up in this country without a father in the home. If that's not enough to show you the importance of a father, I want you to... Look at this statistic that Brother Mike's about to put up on this screen. 85% of children and teens with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. That, Daddy, that better be enough to wake you up today. Father, that, that better be enough to make you be present in your home today. 85% of our children with behavioral disorders are growing up in fatherless homes. The next statistic, over 70% of all adolescent patients in drug and alcohol treatment centers originate from homes without fathers. You come too late to tell me that daddy don't matter. You come too late to tell me that daddy ain't supposed to walk with God. You come too late to tell me it don't matter whether daddy leads his children to the front of the church and teaches them to pray or not. You come too late to tell me that the devil don't know what he's doing when he's attacking the fathers in this country today. Hallelujah. Amen. We got a problem in this country today. American fathers are surrendering their families to the enemy. Amen. Amen. And it's time for daddy to stand up, to be strong and to accept the charge and to show himself a man. To show himself a man. Can I tell you today, fatherhood is essential to the development of our children. And you stepfathers... You better stand in that gap or God's going to hold you accountable. You better stand in that gap or God's going to hold you accountable. These young children, they need the leadership of a man in their life. They need a godly man in their life to teach them and to lead them, and to correct them, and to love them, and to guide them, and go to war for them, and stand in the gap for them, and defend against the enemy for them. They need a godly man. We need a father. We need a godly father who says, I'll accept the charge today. I'll accept the charge today. The danger of daddy declining the charge You ought to be ashamed of yourself today if you're handing your children over to the world. You ought to be ashamed of yourself today if you aren't fasting and praying and getting down on your knees and teaching your children to do the right things. You ought to be ashamed today if you're leading your children in the wrong direction and teaching them the ways of the world. I'm charging. I'm tired of playing games. I'm charging the men in this church. It's time for you to stand up and be a man of God and to show yourself a man today. Show yourself a man today. Fatherhood is essential to the development of our children. Statistics show there's an increased chance of economic prosperity where there's a father in the home. Statistics show there's an increased academic performance there's an improved social mobility where there's a father in the home. Fatherhood is a benefit to our society. Fatherhood is a benefit to our society. You come too late to tell me that God does not expect anything from our fathers. God expects our fathers to be strong and to show themselves a man and to accept the charge that God has given them today. In our text, Israel's greatest king. None of us are unfamiliar with King David. He was Israel's greatest king. Many accomplishments. A life, a decorated life. A life that God done marvelous things in. This great king recognized that. He was but a man, and he shared the common destiny of all the earth. It was appointed unto man once to die, and then to judgment. David, King David, knew he was dying. He understood time was short. And knowing that he would soon pass from this life, he wanted to leave a final and a lasting mark On his son's life. David gave one final charge. One final charge to his son Solomon. This charge was not just to Solomon. But it's to every man that would come after him. That would desire to walk and to have a relationship with God Almighty. That's to be strong. And to show thyself a man. Show thyself a man. What you do today matters, Daddy. Right before this service, Brother Jason came up to me and he doesn't realize it, but he said it to me several times. And I know because it means a lot to him and he recognizes it. And He was telling me that he sees the importance of a father in a family. He was telling me About years ago, we were worshiping together in church. And he told me, he said, when I walked away from church, all of my family followed me. Don't tell me it don't matter what you do, Daddy. He said, when I walked away from church, all of my family followed me. I've had Brother Brad tell me the same thing. When I walked away from the Lord, all of my family followed me. And today, here they are attempting to lead their families back to the house of God. Don't tell me it don't matter what daddy does. It matters what daddy does. Come on, daddy. It's time for you to lead your family to the house of God and not away from the house of God. It's time for you to lead your family to the altar, not away from the altar. It's time for you to lead your family. Be strong and show thyself a man today. Accept the charge that God has given you. And that's to lead your family. Because there's some bad stuff happens when daddy is absent from the family. Can I tell you, daddy can be with the family and not a part of the family? Oh, come on. Oh, don't be meddling, preacher. No, I got the microphone right now. Can I tell you, you can be in the home but not of the home? Can I tell you you can be in your children's life but not be a part of their children's life? Come on. It's time for our men to be strong and show thyself a man. This is what David charged his son. This is what the Lord is charging us today. David understood he was dying and knowing that he was about to die, he charges his son. He wants to make a lasting mark on his life. I remember... A couple months ago, Brother Nick Sr. passed away. His son Scott preaches for us here once to twice a year. Brother Sr. has been legendary in this area for helping start and to recuperate failing churches. He's a wonderful man, and on his dying deathbed he looks at his children and he said I showed you all how to live and now I'm going to show you all how to die can I tell you daddy it matters what you do come on David King David did exactly what brother senior did on his dying deathbed he wanted to make a mark on his child's life and he tells his boy he says be strong Solomon be strong. A lot of things are going to come your way. Things are going to try to detour you, Solomon. Things are going to try to steal what God has given you, Solomon. But be strong and show yourself to be a man and not just a man, but a man of God. Come on, be strong and prove yourself a man. That's what he said. Anybody can say, I'm a man, but can you prove you're a man? Taking your fist and busting somebody in the mouth don't make you no man. Talking down to your wife like she's a piece of garbage don't make you no man. Putting your hands on a little child that can't defend themselves like an idiot don't make you no man. Come on, tattooing your children's name on your body don't make you no daddy. But being strong, being strong, proven, keeping the statutes of God, keeping the commandments of God, showing faithfulness to the house of God, that's what makes you a man today. Oh, let's give praise unto the Lord today. Come on, some bad stuff happens. Micah, some bad stuff happens when daddy declines his charge. The enemy wants to steal that little boy from you. The enemy wants to steal that little boy from you. Lucinda, the enemy wants to steal those children from you. Let me tell you something. Some bad stuff happens when daddy declines his charge. You better be strong. You better show yourself to be a man. Man. You ain't doing that by what you think you're doing. You're only going to do that by living for God and teaching your children the way that they should go. David understood he was dying. He wanted to make a mark on his son's life. He says, be strong. Be strong and show thyself to to be a man. Leading your children in the wrong direction, teaching them the wrong things is not being a daddy training up your child in the way they should go, teaching them to love God with all their heart, showing them respect for their leadership, leading them to an altar of prayer, being there when they need somebody to talk to. That's what makes you a good daddy today. That's what keeping the charge is. Now, perhaps David sensed some weakness in Solomon Perhaps he had some father's intuition. Maybe he could tell that the enemy desired to have a son. Regardless of whatever the situation was, he knew that he needed to charge his son to be strong and to keep the charge and to worship the Lord with all of his heart. he felt he needed to charge him to prove himself and to show himself to be a man we need to understand something today as parents children are like sponges they're designed to absorb and the the good and the bad thing about a sponge is a sponge won't only absorb clean water sponge will absorb dirty water. Come on. Come on, I'm preaching. It might not feel good, but I'm preaching. You might not like it, but I'm preaching. Come on, sponges don't just absorb clean water. Sponges absorb dirty water. And children don't just absorb good things. Children absorb bad things. And what you're subjecting your children to matters. Likewise, a child can absorb absorb the dirt of this world that they're living in. Let me tell you something. The world has plenty to offer your children. But through the help of a good father and or a good mother, they can absorb that which is pure, that which is holy, that which brings blessings, that which removes cursings. Your children can absorb the idea of maintaining a life in Christ. If you teach them to be strong, keep the charge, keep their eyes upon the Lord, you'll keep them from the things of this world. Sure, there's always an exception to the rule. Sometimes people who raise their children in the church, they choose something different. Every person has their own personality, and they're going to make their own decisions. But as a rule of thumb, statistics show the children that are raised in the church don't end up in a jail cell. Huh? Children that are raised in the church don't end up in a jail cell as a general rule of thumb. Amen. We need to pay attention to what our children are absorbing Let Hollywood raise your kids. Let your devices raise your kids. Let the television raise your kids. Let social media raise your kids. And watch and see if you don't lose your kids to the world. You'll lose your kids to the world. Let me tell you something. Daddy needs to have his eyes fixed on heaven. Come on, daddy needs to get, daddy needs to get home to his family sometimes. Daddy needs to get to the church sometimes. Daddy needs to have his eyes fixed on heaven. Daddy needs to cast his cares upon the Lord because he cared for you first. Daddy needs to fast and pray for his home. Daddy needs to fast and pray for his children. Daddy needs to love his wife as Christ loved the church today. Come on. Because there's an attack on the modern father, and it's an attack on our ability to perceive Jesus Christ, to understand him, to reverence him, to fear him, to love him. An attack on the father is an attack on the church. Let me just be transparent for a moment there's no such thing as a perfect daddy, and I am in no way, shape, or form standing before you today trying to tell you I'm a perfect daddy. I have made serious mistakes with my children. But one thing they'll tell you some of them, before they ever saw the inside of our home, saw the inside of the church. Huh? <laughs> Let me tell you something. One thing I didn't do was teach my children to love the world more than they love the church. And today I have all four of my children sitting in the house of God today. Teach your children to love God more than they love the world. Teach your children to love God more than they love the world today. Keep your eyes fixed on heaven, Daddy. Keep your eyes fixed on heaven, There is no such thing as a perfect daddy. Neither does the Lord expect us to be that. But he does expect you to accept the charge. The Lord will overlook some of your faults and failures as long as you're doing your best to keep the charge. Come on. You don't have to be perfect, daddy, but love God. Put him first. Show your children to love God and to put him first. Accept the charge. You don't have to have all the answers, daddy. Come on. You don't have to have all the answers. You just got to be give, willing to go to the one who does. You don't have to know everything, daddy. You just got to be willing to take your children to the one who does. Come on. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to make all the right decisions. But let me tell you something. You ought to be fasting and praying for your kids, man. I, I fasted, and I prayed, and I said, Lord, please send my children godly husbands. That'll keep them in the church. That'll walk with you beside them. That'll love them. That'll train up their children. Do you fast? Do you pray for your kids? Let me tell you something. If you envision them spending eternity in hell, you'll start fasting and praying for your kids. You start thinking about your children being in a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and the fire's never quenched and the falling never stops. Let me tell you something. Then you'll start, you'll start fasting and praying for your kids. My mind was going back as I was preparing for today about a story in the Bible The Bible says that there was a multitude, and out of that multitude, a man came to Jesus. And he says, Master, I have brought unto you my son, which has a dumb spirit. His son was possessed with a bad spirit. And he started telling Jesus, he said, this spirit is tearing at my boy. And he's foaming at the mouth and is gnashing with his teeth. And he he said, I spoke to your disciples, Lord, and I explained my situation to them. And I told them that the spirit was troubling my boy. And I asked them to cast it out, but they could not do it. Jesus looks at him and he says, oh, faithless generation, bring your son to me. How long shall I suffer you?" How long shall I be with you?" He said, "Just bring the boy to me." They brought the boy to Jesus, and when he saw the boy, the spirit began to tear at him. The spirit began to struggle within him. He fell down on the ground, he wallered around, he started foaming at his mouth. And Jesus looks to his father and he said, "How long since this came unto him?" And the man responds, and he said, since he was just a little boy. And he said, Lord, oftentimes it casts him into the fire. And oftentimes it drags him into the water. And it's attempting to destroy my boy. Can I tell you, there's a lot of stuff attempting to destroy your children. There's a lot of stuff attempting to. To destroy your children. He said, It's from the time he was just a little boy, this spirit has been troubling him. It drags him into the fire, drags him into the water, and it's trying to steal and trying to destroy my boy. He said, Lord, if you can do anything, if you can do anything, please, Lord, have compassion upon us and help us. Jesus looks at him and he says, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Suddenly, immediately, the Bible says the father of the child began crying out and said he began weeping before the Lord. And he said, Lord, I believe, but I need you to help my unbelief. Can I tell you, the Lord don't expect you to have all the answers, but the Lord expects you to be transparent. The Lord expects you to bring your weakness to Him. The Lord expects you to bring your faults and your failures and your incompleteness to Him. And the Lord will look out for your children if you'll just be transparent with Him. (laughs) Hallelujah. He says, Lord, help me. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. He begins crying out. Jesus rebuked that spirit that day. He said, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee. You come out of that child and you enter into him no more. I want you to know that spirit cried out, that spirit rent that young boy sore, but it had to come out of him. And let me tell you something, if you'll bring your children to the Lord and you'll keep the charge like daddy's supposed to, the Lord will look out for your children even when you're not able to do it for yourself. You can't be at school every day with your children. You need the hand of God upon their life. You can't go to work every day with your children. You need the hand of God upon their life. You can't have every relationship that your children is going to have. You need the hand of God upon their life. The Lord rebuked that spirit that day. That spirit had to come out because the Father led the Son in the right direction. He took him to Jesus. He took him to Jesus. He didn't have perfect faith. He didn't have it all together. But let me tell you something. He knew where to go. Come on. Jesus took him by the hand. The Bible says they all thought he was dead. The Spirit rent that child so bad. If you ever had something come into your family and get a hold of your children, you thought it was going to destroy them? The Bible says that that spirit rent that child so bad when he come out of him, they thought he was dead, but Jesus reached out and took him by the hand and lifted him up. You want the Lord to lift your, head, your children up? Keep the charge. You want the Lord to watch over your children? Keep the charge. You want the Lord to protect them when you can't? Keep the charge. That's what he does. If you keep the charge, he'll bless you. He'll watch over your children. He took him by the hand. He lifted him up. The earthly father couldn't get rid of the spirit. The disciples couldn't get rid of the spirit, but Jesus got rid of that spirit. Jesus can get rid of what your family's struggling with with even when you can't. He can get rid of it. Sometimes you don't have to have all the answers. You just got to take them to the one who does. Can I tell you today, Jesus was not offended by the presence of this man's doubt. You know, sometimes we paint this picture that it's so hard to get God to move on our behalf. We think we have to have this momentous, perfect mountain of faith to move the hand of God. Jesus was not offended that this man had some unbelief. In fact, he was very transparent, and he said, Lord, help my unbelief. You know how many times I've prayed and said, Lord, I don't know what the right decision is. I don't want to lead my family in the wrong way. I need you to help me. He just wants you to be transparent today. He just wants you to love your family today. Jesus was not offended by the presence of this man's doubt nor the honest admission of that he had doubt. Indeed, the boy was healed in spite of the father's doubt. The boy was healed in spite of the father's doubt. Listen, the Lord would rather we just be transparent with him. If you'll just believe, he'll do the same for you today, church. He'll do the same for you today, daddy. You may have imperfect faith. But just act on what you got. Just do something with what you got. The longer you walk with God, the more faith you're going to get. But just use what you got today. Just prove yourself, show yourself to be a godly man. Lead your children, lead your family to Jesus. What you can't do, he will do. What you can't fix, he will fix. What you can't change, He will change. What you can't bear, He will bear. Just accept the charge today. Be strong, Daddy, and show thyself to be a man. As the musicians come quickly, I'm about to come to a close. We're going to sing this song. If you stand with me all over this house today. We're going to sing this song. While we're singing this song, if you're separated from your father or from your husband, I want you to join yourself to them over the next few moments. In fact, I'd like for you, if you would, Daddy, I want you to lead your family right up here to the front of this church. Come on, I'm going to show you your first step. And keeping the charge. Lead your family to the front of this church. I want you to stand by your fathers, stand by your husbands. If you don't have one, it's find one to stand behind and just pray for all the men of this church today. But over the next few moments, I want to I want to charge these men. I want you to understand something today until until we correctly define fatherhood until we correctly define the essential role of the father we're going to have we're going to continue to have dysfunction we're going to continue to have drug addiction, alcoholism, pornography, wreaking havoc in the home. We're going to continue to have trouble and sorrow until we redefine the role that God has charged the man to keep. That is to lead your home. Josh, that woman you call wife, you to lead her, man. God has charged you to lead her, to walk beside her, to love her as he loves the church. Tommy, God has charged you to lead those children. I know they're grown, but be the example that God has called you to be today. we got to redefine the role of the father in the home. He is the image of God in the home. Fathers, fathers, show yourself to be a man. Show yourself to be a man. Until we get the correct definition in our spirit, we're going, to have, we're going to continue to have dysfunction. Daddy, you need to teach them to pray while they're little. Don't wait till they're 19 years old and hooked on drugs and think you're going to convince them of their need for Jesus. Come on, you fathers with small children, you better teach them right now. While they're little, you better teach them to pray. You better teach them to seek God. You don't read the blueprint after the house is built. Teach them now while they're little. You need to teach them to pray while they're little. Daddy, as they grow up, they need to see you love their mommy like Christ loved the church. Don't let your children hear you talk down to their mama. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed of yourself talking down to your wife. That's the mother of your children. You ought to be ashamed belittling your wife in front of your children. You should love her as Christ loves the church. Daddy, it's your job to correct them while they're young. Teach them discipline. Can I give you just a little nugget today? Undisciplined children grow up to be undisciplined adults. Boy, do we know that. Children who never get disciplined grow up to be adults who don't want no discipline. You're teaching your children the wrong thing by sparing the rod. The Bible says, hate the son. You need to correct your children. You need to teach them when they're wrong. It's your job. It's your calling. It's your duty. Undisciplined children grow up to be undisciplined adults. Don't allow that to happen. Accept the charge. I charge you today. The Lord charges you today. Be strong. Show yourself. Prove yourself to be a man. I want every family, as we get ready to sing this song, I want every family, I want you to lay your hands upon your husband, your father, your daddy, your son, whoever it might be you're with today. I want every family, gather around them, lay your hands on them. Come on. All you boys, lay your hands on Brother Mike there. Sister Betsy, get a hold of him real good and tight. Amen. Come on. Come on, Cole. Get your hands on him. Lay your hands on today. As we sing this song, I want you to pray for the man in your life. I want you to pray for me as your pastor, that God will order my steps, that I can lead this congregation. Come on, we need need godly men. We need men to accept the charge today. Jason, God has called you to lead that family. It's depending upon you today. you got to lead that family. Brother Norman, they're looking to you for guidance today. you got to lead that family. Come on, as we seek the Lord today, I want you to accept the charge. I want you to lay your hands on your daddy, your son, your husband, your brother, whoever it may be. We're going to pray for these men today that the Lord will give them strength to hold on in these last days.